Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Winchester Radio this week. Um, something a little different tonight. No guests. <laughs> uh, we love <laughs> we love them very very much, and having them and appreciate everybody that's been on. Boy, we had we had quite a pair last time between Misha one day and Warren Tom the next. It was amazing. But I'm really looking forward tonight because it's just the three of us uh, co-hosts and we just get to talk about the episode for a while. Um, we coming at you from blogtalkradio.com slash media boulevard, which is uh, where you can find us if you want to listen and download. You can also go to our website, winchesterbros.com, and click on the link for Winchester Radio. That will take you there. Um, also check out our site for every kind of supernatural-related news you could possibly want and maybe some you didn't know you wanted. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Winchester Bros. Um, that's it. Tonight we have the eighth episode of the eighth season. Uh, and it is called, and I'm probably going to butcher the title, Hunteri Hirooti? Hunteri Hirooti? Hunteri 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 Okay. Yeah, um, you know what? Misha, Misha confirmed it during his podcast with us because I asked if that was how to pronounce it, and he said it was. Okay. Um, don't recall, <laughs> but I but I believe you. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and I it's it's like from a cartoon, right? There's a cartoon yeah. with that name, a very similar name. Okay, I have to say up front, I am not a fan of cartoons, so. <gasps> I know. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh. I know. I'm okay, sorry. Okay, Friendship's over. <laughs> I don't. I don't even oh, know I how to process know. that. I know. I'm sorry. It's, and I know. I, I'm sorry. Like, and it's funny because when I when I grew up, I watched some, and I can look back and 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 looking at the ones that I did like, and I like some animation. Like I like Pixar. Like, I love uh, uh, Finding Nemo. I watch it every single chance I can get, like, on TV, and I love Toy Story. Um, but cartoons, I, I don't know. I guess it's just something in me that I take too seriously because I was always frustrated. I'm like, I can't believe the Roadrunner can't catch the coyote. It's driving me crazy. Or the other way around. No. Right, even, I mean, I don't know and see, me. I'm a big Tom and Jerry Roadrunner ah. I was a huge Hanna Barbera fan, and then I'm a '90s cartoon girl like Darkwing Duck, uh, uh, Ducktales, uh, Animaniacs, all that. So I know I I liked Animaniacs. I've seen a little bit of that. I I do like it. And I actually I'm like Muppet Babies. <laughs> I'm old school Looney Tunes, so all these stuff was right up my alley. And like the Hunter mm-hmm. I Heroic. I, and the way they put it in the episode too with Dean when he's attacking the bad guy and yes, they put I loved that. Yeah, mm-hmm. back to like childhood. It's, it's funny because I I, I recognized and, and understood a lot of this, but I've probably seen more cartoons than I realized I've I've seen. But I I don't know. It would just maybe it was just the Roadrunner one that frustrated me. You know, I liked Bugs Bunny. Not big on Elmer Fudd. Somebody Sam. Uh, it just it just depends. I I know. I'm sorry. That's strange. And I like actually I like anime. 
very much, but that's not a cartoon at all. <laughs> of course, it depends which ones you watch, I guess. But, but yeah, I like that. But I did get a bunch of references in this, but there's probably even more that that you guys got that I'm like, what are those? A lot of a lot of the character names were mm-hmm. illustrators and things for mm-hmm. uh, Warner Brothers, and so mm-hmm. it was really cool. Yeah, I There's a couple nice I got, like Freeling, which is for Fritz Freeling, and Chuck Jones. I got the Jones. Yeah, I got I got mm-hmm. some of that. But I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot more. <laughs> I really, I thought this was a real, I, I personally could have used a few more cartoon things in it. You know, mm-hmm. there, you know I, I liked it. I, I know what they were going for. You know, they were going for the regular episode with just throwing in a few of the Cartoon things, but I, I would, I, you know, I, I could have done with a few more cartoon things. Actually, I, like I, I would have too. And even though I'm not a fan of it, I, I actually expected them to spend more time in the cartoon universe. Like Sam and Cass were in Fred's head towards the end. I actually thought there'd mm-hmm. be more. And I lo- that looked so good. I, it, it, it just looked so real, and it was just really, really good. It was mm-hmm. really well done. Like, total hats off to the VFX crew on that because mm-hmm. well done, well done. Yes, yeah. I bet they had lots of fun doing that. It looked like a fun episode to to do. You know, but, even with green screen, you know, you have to have fun. I mean, I mean, there's some stuff I just love, like Dean shooting the gun and then the big bang flag comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and the and black hole. The they were great. I do. I kind of think that it was the right amount of cartooniness because mm-hmm. it could have gone over the top, and it didn't. Mm-hmm. I liked the level of cartooniness they had, and I liked how many cartoon references they used in lieu of, like, just in Dean's conversation and just his pop mm-hmm. culture references. So I yes. think it was – I think the balance is pretty good, actually. Because it could have mm-hmm. gone, it could have gone really over the top and just too much and too campy. Yeah, you could have. But I, I wouldn't have minded a smidge more, a little bit. Yeah, more. this stayed very monster of the week level, and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a. Do you guys watch Farscape? Because they did. I think it was pretty much an entire episode of cartooniness, and it was pretty amazing that the whole thing took place within a as a cartoon. <laughs> A Farscape version, <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a great show. Hmm? I tried to watch Farscape, but I just—it was—I don't know if it was just too sci-fi for me or something. But yeah, I, could, I never could get into Farscape. It—you you know what—it's one of those where you've got to hang on for the first few episodes, and then it'll really—it really hits its stride and gets gets rolling, and and then once you get that far, it—it it just was. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing show, but you've got to hang on for the first several episodes while you kind of get to know everybody and and they and they come together and and gel. And then after that, it's an incredible, incredible series. It it had puppets, right? It has Muppets, yeah, but what's hot. so bizarre is that you really do stop thinking of them as Muppets, and they are full characters, full. Dimension, three-dimensional characters. It's just crazy, and you feel for them, and they 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 all go through so much, and they're just, it's amazing. 
<laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What's that? I'll have to get a, give it a second chance. Yeah, yeah, there's uh, plenty of shows. I'm actually, uh, I, I got Moonlight with Alex O'Loughlin for my birthday a couple months ago. And when it was first aired, I couldn't get into it. And I'm really, really enjoying it now. Sometimes it just takes time in between or whatever. Who knows? Yeah, and I and sorry to everybody um, not to get off on a tangent of different shows besides Supernatural, but talking about Moonlight, you're right, that was another show where it was kind of boring, you know, because I'll watch any show that has a vampire in it. And mm-hmm. so I, at the beginning I was wanting more of him and Jason Doring's characters to be, you know, more vampires with them. And so when it mm-hmm. finally, towards the middle, and, and started doing more with both of them together is when the show I thought really clicked. Okay, because I love Jason Doring. We've talked about him before because we're so excited to see him guest on here because I uh, Door Veronica Mars, and he was mm-hmm. one of my very favorite characters on there. So I thought, you know, the show's right up my alley, you know, with uh, Jason and um, Shannon. Shannon Sosaman is on. She did a Supernatural, and um, Miles, like Sophia Miles, she was the girl in the uh-huh. fireplace in Doctor Who, you know, there's such an right. amazing cast. So, yeah, and again, we're like on this tangent. Like, all we can do is say, well, at least Jason and Shannon were on Supernatural. Shannon was in Devour with Jensen. Oh, was she on Supernatural Devour? I don't think. Yeah, she was just in Devour. Finally, something I've watched, Devour. (laughs) (laughs) I've watched that too. (laughs) Y'all just went through a bunch of shows I haven't watched. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, at least we all watched Supernatural. (laughs) Yes, because I haven't even watched Veronica Mars. Oh, oh, our friendship's uh, over. I know. Uh, I have I talked to her lot. about this. I have talked to her about this. <laughs> Maybe someday. We'll have to do an intervention. <laughs> Seriously. The first season of Veronica Mars is probably one of the best first seasons of a TV series ever in the history of television. Incredible. And Guy B directed on it. He worked on it. So. Anyway, back to cartoons. <laughs> Supernatural. <laughs> you know what? Well, I'm thinking about this episode was written by Andrew Dabb on his own. So Yeah, without Laughlin. Yeah, I was going to say what happened to Daniel Laughlin. I mean, did he leave the show or did maybe he doesn't like cartoons? <laughs> he, he, wrote, he, he wrote next week's episode. Oh. On his own, is I guess? On his own. I thought that was interesting. That is very interesting. They they broke up. Maybe this was like a writing exercise for them. Like you do an episode, I'll do an episode. Well, <laughs> I you know what? Um, see, yeah, I will have to see next week's episode. But Andrew's solo is pretty awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, good job. And uh, um, yeah, this had uh, again a great balance of of. Um, Humor and drama and angst and background and action and everything. Yeah, I um, furthered the overall season arc a little bit, a little bit. That's, yeah. I will say that mm-hmm. is one thing I really liked about this episode, where it it furthered the arc in a really subtle way. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool, where it left it 
not being just a standalone, because it could have easily just been a standalone Monster of the Week, nothing to, no time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the the arc was woven in very subtly, mm-hmm. and I liked that. Yes. I did like that. Yes. And yeah. I had grand affection for Castiel through this entire episode. Mm, me yes. too. Yes. Um, yes. Me too. me too. I I um I loved seeing him trying to be a hunter. I loved seeing him smile several times. Yes. Genuinely smile. Um I I loved how he was he's I loved him talking with Dean. I loved Dean getting him talking, you know, and he a cast snaps at Dean, you know, I, I, I won't do it. He wants I him to go back to heaven, and he snaps at him, and then Dean stops what he's doing, and he comes over, and he sits down, and he says, talk to me, and Cass does. <laughs> it was a pleasant I really game. appreciated that on a lot of levels. I liked Castiel standing up for himself and basically pulling a whole no means no kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I liked that it pulled Dean out of his defensive glib reactions to things and made him kind of almost remember the fact that he's talking to his friend. Mm-hmm. He was being very defensive towards Castiel prior to that and almost cold, and it mm-hmm. kind of pulled him back into, hey, dude, this is pretty much, <laughs> other than your brother, the only person you have and your best friend. Yeah, and I love how he said, um, he says, don't get me wrong, I'm glad you're back. I'm freaking thrilled that you're back. And that was mm-hmm. nice, I was, it, and he meant it. And maybe maybe that now he knows what actually happened when they were getting out of purgatory, that with the, with the guilt gone, he still feels bad about Cass, but he, he doesn't have his own personal guilt anymore that he did something, that it was... Cass who stayed behind. Maybe if now that that's gone, he can he can sort of go back to his friendship. You know, it's like it, that's not between them. He doesn't feel it's between them anymore. I mean, Cass always knew it wasn't there between them. And I liked I liked seeing. That he he was trying so hard to fit in, and the guys let him, even though you you know he mm-hmm. didn't get sit in the he didn't get sit in the front seat at the beginning. They were going to let him sit in the front seat, you know, at the end. And mm-hmm. I I really liked how all that was fitting in, and I was like, why can't Castiel stay around and be the third wheel? I like that. <laughs> well, and I loved I loved that he was like, I'll be the third wheel, and they're like, that's not a good thing. And I loved his physics explanation of, no way, it provides stability. And, oh, I'm proud of you. You're so cute. And he's right. Yeah, he's completely right. And I like that he was the one that they're initially doubting, and actually throughout the whole episode, doubting that he can do it. But Mm -hmm. he's consistently showing them that, you know, he's the one that found the case to begin with. And Mm -hmm. even though when he's sniffing Jerry's body, he doesn't pick up on the fact that Gary was having an affair because he doesn't have the paperwork that Sam has. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean miss things all the time, too, because they're mm-hmm. focused on what they're looking at. So mm-hmm. the three of them together really would make a really good team. And I also like when mm-hmm. 
when they're at the bank and Dean tells him, you know, can you lift that anvil? And even though Dean knows, and because obviously he knows that Castiel can, because he wouldn't even ask the question, but he still kind of has that moment when Castiel does it, where he goes, oh, yeah, you actually can lift that anvil. Mm-hmm. There was something about that scene, I thought about it later, and I went, wait a minute, security cameras in a bank and cast lists. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Good point. I didn't think of that. Good point. It was like, oops. So everything else was so crazy about it, the person looking at it would probably go, bah. <laughs> you know, it must be. Right, right. You know, like, I, can't, I can't see what I, I think I see. I um, didn't think of that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and uh, you're right. I mean, they they were teaching him, and sometimes they were a little bit gruff, but they but they never told him he couldn't do it. It was okay. like, okay, you know, we'll show you the ropes, and you can be proby, you know, and, and, and no 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 career ever is nice to their proby. <laughs> Just watch his CIS, no. you know. And, <laughs> and I, I, I loved I him loved sniffing the body. Hmm? I loved yes. him sniffing the body. I loved it so much. <laughs> it was a combination of awesome and gross. Yes. It was, and it was so Castiel to do that completely. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think it was odd. You know, the interesting team is Cass and Garth. Oh, that yeah. would be. And I love how Garth has a safe house boat. <laughs> I, I like I, yeah, of course he does. <laughs> I like that we got that little tidbit of, you know, the trans and Garth, you know, just, just that little mm-hmm. mention, you know, was enough to, you know, remind, you know, keep them in the story art going and everything. I really like that. What I found interesting about that scene was that both Sam and Dean are completely unwilling to talk to Mrs. Tran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's the fact that they're not used to, like, having a mother to check in with mm-hmm. or that because she doesn't have anything new or useful to them, it's a waste of time. I'm curious to find out why they're both like, yeah, yeah, I don't want to talk to you. Well, Dean did I try think... and kill her. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of awkward. But see, Dean tried to kill her, <laughs> but he's the one that hung up on her. She didn't hang up on him. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's what I, what how I think it is is because she's, She's a, a basically a bossy, you know, stand up for herself mom who, you know, something's up with her kids. She's not going to sit around and wait on somebody else to solve her kids' problem, you know. She wants mm-hmm. to do it, and I think, you know, they're, they don't like that. They're like, you know, hey, you'll just have to wait on us. You know, you don't need to go out there messing around. You know, you'll just have to wait until we have something. Mm-hmm. They're not used to somebody else, you know, going to go out and try and solve everything. Mm-hmm. Is, is Garth's houseboat, like, did he set sail, or is it docked somewhere? Docked somewhere? somewhere? <laughs> I assumed it was a docked sail, like a docked houseboat. That was how I mm-hmm. pictured it in my head. Yeah. I mean, I just wonder oh, if maybe he's, he's actually moving, you know, moving target. What? Maybe if it was out to sea, it would be safer. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it'd be that. Well, boy, it's it's. I don't know. It's it's tough because it'd be tough to sneak up on him, you know, out in open water. You know, on the other hand, you don't have far to go if somebody boards the 
boat. So I don't know. I'm <laughs> torn. I'm torn. <laughs> oh, is there? There's vampires out there too. <laughs> true. We this is true. We have learned about the vampires. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> I also really um, like the detective they worked with. Yeah, I did. She was awesome, and she didn't. I like that she didn't resent them, and she didn't really question them. She was like, "This is weird. You said to call you with weird. I called." Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like really it's like her. you know, do you do you follow the crazy or does the crazy follow you? Or <laughs> I like that, and I like Sam's uh, response. Of it depends on the day. Yes, it so does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. And I was so thrilled with having Mike Farrell on the show. I, I know that was awesome. He's yeah. so he's such a huge. But, you know, actor, and to get him on the show I thought was really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And a great character. I mean, not that many scenes and not that much dialogue, but a really terrific character and very emotional, you know, very angsty and, you know. Well, Sam and Dean don't think they're going to get old, but they can certainly understand losing ground. You know, I'm losing yeah, your mind. You know, despite getting mm-hmm. old, I liked the the obvious parallel between um, what Sam is saying to Fred and what happens to Fred, where it's very much Sam talking to himself and Fred talking to Sam. Mm-hmm. You know, here's Sam with the powers that he has and has the potential to tap into. Mm-hmm. And also with the parallel of him living in his own memory, uh, memories of Amelia. Mm-hmm. Because this is the first episode where all his flashback triggers, they're not really triggers. He's just, he keeps floating back to that time, but mm-hmm. there's really nothing that links his memories to what he's remembering in their current case or timeline. He's just mm-hmm. remembering that specific time. It makes me think that he's got Amelia on his mind a lot, that he's mm-hmm. thinking about her a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, and prior to, and this is a spoiler, so sort of spoiler, so close your ears, people. Um, <laughs> there had been a lot of speculation about is Amelia even real? Mm-hmm. And then there's an article that just broke that says, well, no, she is real. And I was thinking, I don't know how many of you, I know Becky does, um, how many of you watch Perception, but I had thought about it when I was writing my my recap on um, Thursday morning that before they really said that Amelia was, you know, a real, real person, if you watch Perception, um, I was thinking how much Amelia might be like Natalie for Daniel, where he only met her once, but he constructed this entire life with her, and it's not reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But okay, is he not, schizophrenic? Really is he schizophrenic? That he character? Is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, because well, yeah, you know, didn't Jeremy Carver said this this season was about perception versus exactly. reality? Or I thought like, hmm, maybe they'll get into that. Which I thought well, on one hand I thought smart, on the other hand I thought, well, that's that would be a ripoff. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what? There's, there's there's a lot of those. Like you said, there's this whole big thing now. Is is a Amelia real? Is was she someone created by Sam in his head to to deal? You know, because you know he's obviously been through many traumas, and like the last straw lately is the one losing Dean and losing everybody else and being all alone. And and it was and it kind of ties into what he was saying to Fred as well, you know, like living in the dream world. And you know, it's like, is he talking about where he was? Was he living in a in a dream world? And you said that an article came out that said Amelia is real because I was starting to wonder. I said that would be very yeah, interesting. She and that was real. And apparently, you know, Don the whole thing creates like a love triangle, which I guess we can perceive that Sam won. Because the very first episode of the season, we get where Sam's leaving Amelia, so Mm -hmm. Sam won. Which makes me wonder if the figure watching Sam and Amelia is Dawn. Yeah. Like all creepy stalker style. Yeah. I know. (laughs) I I was thinking when, when, when 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 it came out in the, you know, that Dawn was still alive, I was thinking that maybe... You know, the first episode where we saw Sam leave, maybe it was this same night, you know, that um, mm-hmm. from this episode where this flashback is from, maybe it was the same night from where her dad was there and she found out Don was alive. Maybe that was Sam leaving that mm-hmm. same night. I don't know because he Sam leaves and Amelia knows he's leaving, right? She's she's awake, but they don't talk. He doesn't say goodbye. He just gets up and goes. So and she doesn't stop him, even though she's awake and knows that he's leaving. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Going. I just thought maybe that was one of his trips to the cabin, you know, where, you know, it wasn't like a like an end. It was just a leaving, kind of, or... or and she expected him to come right back? Or, or something... Um, yeah, that's, I'm, and that's what I thought before this episode. But then mm-hmm. this episode, when we find out that Dawn's still around, I'm thinking that maybe, you know, they had discussions about Dawn and everything, and mm-hmm. he's just thought, Sam just decided to leave, so, yeah. uh, so not to cause it, Amelia any more stress, and she doesn't have to choose, and so he right. just leaves go back to Dawn. Mm-hmm. Still, well, I was, I was thinking, and you know what, even though she's real, just because she's real doesn't mean she is who we think she is. You know well, what I'm saying? Well, kind of. That, like, she, when when you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship, the way you see your relationship is not the same way other people see your relationship from the outside. Sam and Dean, for example, with the mm-hmm. constant jokes about them being a couple, they know mm-hmm. they're brothers. Mm-hmm. But the out- outsiders perceive them as a bickering couple. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I so I was again that that's a perspe- Amelia- that's a perspective thing. Yeah. Well, I was so it could be that, that Sam's remembering his relationship with Amelia one way, but it's not the reality of the way the relationship was. The Which only is thing I think is a little more it, with him leaving. There has to be more behind it. Is because. If my live-in boyfriend gets up in the middle of the night and just packs a bag and leaves and I'm awake mm-hmm. for it, there's no way I'm not going to sit up and go, where the hell are you going? What are you yeah. doing? I'm not yeah. going to sit there and go, well, you know, this is clearly normal. 
Yeah. So there's something but I was I was thinking that what if Amelia's real but but there is no relationship that again it's something that Sam created in his mind to kind of protect himself that other things were going at that Amelia is a vet and she is married to to Well Don, that would be exactly like person that would be exactly and like he treated, and he hit the dog and he and she treated him and he just kind of remembered her being kind and nice and maybe something normal and then something happened to him. I, you know what? In a way, it's me also trying to, again, explain why Sam didn't look for Dean. And I know you know, you guys are okay with that, but I still think there's something else going on, just because it's supernatural. Like, nothing is well, you're, just as it seems. <laughs> your rationalization is exactly how it is in perception. It's this girl that he met... And the entire season, again, sorry, spoilers for people who are going to ever watch Perception. Mm-hmm. I watched the first season. I can't even say I recommend it, so if I'm spoiling you, you're not missing much. Um, but you are you spend the entire first season thinking that Natalie is a hallucination. You know she's a hallucination. But you think that she's a hallucination of his wife or girlfriend that has died. You don't find mm-hmm. out until right before the end of the season that, no, this is just some random girl that he, like, semi-met once back mm-hmm. in college, and his psychotic break created a relationship around this girl that he really met once mm-hmm. and had, that's like, no That's what I was no kind of thinking with. about for Sam. It's like... Well, that's, yeah, and that was always like, are they going to do that? Because that'd be, again, interesting, a rip-off of something else, but interesting because you know, sometimes you don't know you're ripping off something else. Um, well, there's only seven plots in the world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, the more the more we get into it, and the more you know, certain interviews break and spoilers break. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I I think that this thing with Amelia, Amelia's real, and Amelia mm-hmm. and Sam's relationship is real. I just think it may not be as as awesome. As Sam's remembering it, as perfect as Sam's remembering it. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, obviously we're going to at some point, and I know I keep harping on this, but we're going to have to get into Amelia's alcoholism at some point. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, believe. I think you're exactly right about the whole we're going to see that it's actually different than Sam remembers it because that mm-hmm. totally falls into what we saw with Dean and Cass. Dean saw his leaving... Castiel behind purgatory mm-hmm. one way when it was actually happened a totally different way, and mm-hmm. so I think that's why this season is is basically about is we're you know we're seeing things one way when it's actually happening a different way. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at from I, Sam's point of view, he met this, and I'm going very surface because you know maybe we'll get into it later how we all feel about Amelia's character, but. On the surface, he met this woman who's clearly educated. She has a career. She's witty. She's can live on her own. I'm not going to say stable because she's clearly not. But she can live on mm-hmm. her own. She's. It takes a caring sort of person to be a veterinarian, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and she accepted him very easily. And then they got this house together, even though he's just a maintenance man. And I don't mean that in a like derogatory way towards maintenance men, but he's not a stable individual financially mm-hmm. or educationally. And yet she's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but even, 
even through but the tension with her it. father, he def- she defends him 100% against her father, and in the end of his memory, the father accepts him. It's mm-hmm. all very, very perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's conflict. It's 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 low conflict to almost zero conflict. Yeah. Now she was that, living in the motel mm-hmm. where Sam was staying and working. So I found that, it, and that's where I kind of got into the whole like, is she even real thing? Because that was super convenient. It's all but, well. Obviously, yeah. she's real. I was well, if she is, she it. could be. That could be the start of this different reality. Like she was at the at the motel. She did live there, but maybe she's not a veterinarian. So do you think that maybe Sam's the creepy stalker that was watching himself and he wasn't really watching himself, he was watching Amelia and Don's house? Did we see Sam through the window? It's been a while. There was just somebody I would watching. Have to go back. I would have to go back and watch the episode. Yeah, we definitely, I... It was definitely Sam. It was definitely Sam. No, but like, do we, from the from the stalker's point of view, do we see Sam inside the house? No, we just see Sam inside the house leaving. We don't actually. No, yeah, see but I'm saying up. like if if the stalker is Sam, then the stalker's perception yes. is Sam in the house. So are we, we seeing are. the stalker's perception of it being Sam in the house, or is it the reality of Sam being in the house? Um, was that okay, at the end going, of the oh. episode? That was the premiere. I know, yeah, but was yeah. it at the very end? I, no, I'm no at the very end. beginning. Okay, because I've got screen tapped up. (laughs) Yeah, we we see Sam in the house, but we don't see what the stalker sees. Exactly, I'm wondering. Yeah. Because, like, if the stalker is Sam and he's putting himself into Amelia's life, then he's going to perceive himself as the person in the house. Wow, that really makes Sam a uh, messed up individual. Sam Winchester is a messed up individual, though. I mean, even I mean, yes, this he time is. he doesn't have he doesn't have Lucifer in his head as a excuse. No, he doesn't. But even prior to him having Lucifer in his head, Sam Winchester and Dean Winchester, those are some screwed up kids, yo. Oh, and yeah. I say that with all the love and affection of the world. I say that. I, I, I oh yeah. You know, if, um, if, Sam, following... if Sam is a creepy stalker, I want to know what in the heck happened to make him a creepy stalker because he was never a creepy stalker-like person he before. Lost his, he lost everybody in his life. And yeah. I've been following, we've been, um, Nikki McAllister, one, has been tweeting us, um, and I've been following her tweets, and like she's saying, um, even Jessica was chosen for him by a demon. So Sam is, she's saying Sam is desperate. So I think what I'm gathering from her tweets is like him creating, if he's creating this life with Amelia, it's just this desperate cling to normalcy. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a distinct possibility. Now, it is possible we're all trying to make this thing with Amelia way bigger than it is, and Sam's just got a girlfriend, and we're all like, whatever about it. <laughs> well, it's like she basically, you know, said, I went to purgatory and Sam had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and, <I'll get> <laughs> she also and it is what it is. Yeah. She also well, had a tweet you know earlier that was interesting that said, what if Dawn isn't the one who's real? What if Dawn's a ghost? Or in her, I mm-hmm. guess also, like, maybe what if Dawn's dead and Amelia is the one with the issues? 
But she got yeah. a phone call from somebody. What if she really didn't? Like, again, what if it's all perception? Okay, I think, I think this is just, I, I think this would make an excellent story. I think it would be, make some excellent episodes, and I would actually love to see this show. But I think, but I think, I think Sam's just got a girlfriend. Yeah, I do too. I don't think this. I don't think the writers. Are <laughs> I don't think the point that she. <laughs> Sam hit a dog. Yeah, I, 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 I think you know what? Sam's just got Maybe a Sam hit his girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. And he's been and he's been sitting by her side. You know, he sat by her side while she was in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I'm know. super concerned with, but you know, Sam Winchester abandoned his dog. Like I've abandoned a girlfriend. I don't care. People can survive on their own. But you mm-hmm. you left your dog, dude. <laughs> like, I'm so bad about your dog. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and I think, for me, this a lot of this speculation, for me personally, stems from the fact that I'm not, I'm not engaged with Amelia's character at all. And I think I'm really trying to make her a little more fantastical than she is, because I'm not, I'm not engaged with her at all. I don't mm-hmm. really, at this point, I don't care what happened to her or what happens to her. I just, she's there. She's a pretty girl. She's there, but... I I did see a few people mention that, and SuperWiki has it mentioned on their page about this um, for this episode, that when Sam and um, Amelia's dad are at the sink and they're washing dishes, it shows Sam rubbing his hand. The, um, you know, yes, and I put hand that, that in my. I, I didn't know other people had noticed that because I put it in my okay. recap too. He rubs his hand that, like he was rubbing uh, his scar. Ooh, I did not notice that. So very. Very interesting. He does it in a different way than he did when um, he yeah, was doing it because much, Lucifer. When, it's when much more of a Lucifer, caressing kind of thing. Right. When he was with Lucifer, he would basically rub it with his thumb and with his you know, other fingers on the back of his hand. Then he would rub his palm with his thumb. And this way he was rubbing the palm of his um, left hand with the fingers of his right hand. And he's washing dishes, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's just, uh, thing about his hands being wet, you know, or soapy or something. Well, that I, was where I got the whole, like, is she even real? Because that when I saw him do that when I was doing my rewatch, that's when I was like, maybe she's not real because he's rubbing his hand. And I got really, really into that whole theory. And then I saw that article, like, 12 hours later about, no, no, Amelia's real. And I was like, oh, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not then, brilliant. Never mind. <laughs> Well, again, she might be real, but she may not be the reality that we've seen so far with well, yeah. Sam. She could yeah, be the, the, the barista at Starbucks, head. you know, for all we know. Yeah, I had that whole, she's all in his head. And yeah. the thing is, and again, going yeah. back to a completely different show, sorry guys, but in Perception, the way you find out that Natalie is um, is real but not who you think she is or who Daniel thinks she is, is that when he gets admitted, he has a break again. He goes back and admits himself into the psych center. She's um, she's one of the doctors there. there. She's one of the doctors there. And mm-hmm. so, if you kind of if initially you think like, oh my god, has he just been having this about his doctor? And you t- find it turns out that no, it's not even that she's his doctor. 
and they've created and he's created this. It's literally this girl that he just ran into. So mm-hmm. I again because I just wanted it to be this way. <laughs> I was like, you know, what if they run into Amelia again and it turns out she's not even a vet, she's like she's a hunter or something. <laughs> no. It's just it's not gonna happen that way. <laughs> I, like I said, I really, really love these series and I love these stories and I would like for it to come out this way that Amelia is completely different than what we thought she was. But I think we're going way deeper than the than the writers are going. Yeah, I do. I too. I don't know. I guess, but you know, we're I think also they have something weird about her, but I don't think it's going to be as weird as we're making it or we want it to be. Mhm. You know, we're we're trained by supernatural to to think that there's something else going on when especially there with Sam's yes. you know especially with Sam's girls you know mm-hmm. you're either yeah. you're either demonic demon chosen or you're going to die or all of the above yeah um yeah i it's with also Sam Winchester is really not the best huh? thing to do yeah also, though, with Supernatural, I mean, sometimes they're just exactly what they say they are. It's like they, you know, at the beginning, or actually it was the end of uh, second season, and it lasted all the third season, you know, let the Dean's go into hell. And, it's, and you, you swear till almost the last yes. minute that, that he had somebody will save him and he's not going to go and blah, 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 blah. And nope, off to hell he went. And you know what? I actually figured he would. <laughs> However, on the flip side of that, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. The first five seasons of Supernatural, that's how it worked. At the beginning of the se- of the season, they would tell you what's going to happen, and then at the end of mm-hmm. the season, it happened. And that's basically mm-hmm. the way the first five seasons worked. Six and seven have been completely different. Yeah, but mm-hmm. on the, on, like I said, on the flip side, season three was not supposed to end the way season three ended. It was supposed to end the full season plan was, and then Sam saves Dean. But the writer's strike happened, and mm-hmm. the plot line got changed. But it, it was going to have Dean going to hell, though. It was going to have Dean getting killed and going to hell, which is what happened. Yeah. Sam saved him. He was just brought back differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the timing is that they kept saying, you know, and he just didn't expect Dean to go to hell in the first place. But he did. And it, and I, it's strange to say it, but you know, that was one good thing that came out of the writers' strike because it was a, still one of the most, for me, most spectacular episodes ever. You know, oh, that's um, one of my one of my favorites. Yeah, no rest for the wicked, and and I, it just destroyed me to watch it. I, I <laughs> again, it was one of those we couldn't do a podcast for a month because it would have been people crying for two hours. <laughs> so. Um, anyway, but I don't, I don't know. Anyway. I really hope. I do hope that there is. We've been teased that there's more to Amelia's character, and I hope what's there for her is. I want her to have more agency. I suppose where where she's not just you know. This woman who's messed up because of her husband, and then who's probably going to be, you know, if we if everything's panning out the way it's laid at this point, she's just going to be a 
girl who's messed up because of her boyfriend, too. Mm. And I think that's kind of flat. Mm-hmm. And I'd I, like to see more out of her. I'd I, like to see more dimension out of her. Mm-hmm. Well, I, this whole I episode has... I'm not... I'm not I, I would love for all that to happen, but I don't really see it happening. I think it's just I think it's just going to be plain what we've seen with Amelia, and it's going to be that they split up because of Dawn, and I don't think there's going to be anything more to because like we were just, I was I personally was disappointed with the Campbells. You know, they brought on the Campbells, and I was yeah. like, oh, what's the story with the Campbells? We never really did find out what the story with the Campbells were. You know, and mm-hmm. they just exactly. kind of dissolved. Well, and you're still waiting. You're still waiting for closure on Adam. <laughs> And you have already been told, get over it. Poor Adam. You've been told Adam who? Apparently, I'm the last person on earth who cares about Adam. You really are. It's so sad. It's adorable. Well, <laughs> he's, he's know, doing fine. He's going to go be in the Stephanie Meyer you know, movie. <laughs> I wonder about him occasionally, too. I'm like, the he's going to go be in a very, very blockbuster movie. It's all, it's fine. It's fine. Everything's uh, fine. That's his alter ego, Dick Abel. I want to know about Adam Milligan. <laughs> well, you know, with well, yeah, things you know occasionally just get dropped, and I I have to say, season six and seven were all over the place, you know, and yeah, I already stopped worrying about that kid. I don't even remember his name anymore. <laughs> well, you know this this up. episode with all its cartoon things and sort of cheesy and crazy and everything. For me, the cheesiest thing in the episode was Don suddenly being alive after Sam and and uh, Amelia are happy and move in together and get and a house. As soon and, as, oh, as soon as Amelia died, exactly. As soon as Amelia's dad and Sam bond. Over the way Don, uh, the way Sam, Amelia's dad opens beer bottles, and oh, of course Don's alive and knows Amelia's phone number. Of course yeah. he knows her landline. Yeah. Oh, I I don't think it was him calling. I think it was like, what was he in the army? Whatever well, branch but, oh, of service he was in. I said, think somebody with that called. But huh? Either way, how do they have her landline? She was living out of a hotel. I'm sorry if the military can't find you. The military. Well, that's true. Very good. <laughs> that that's that's true. <laughs> and they were married, right? So wouldn't she still yes. get some kind of benefits and and stuff like that? So yeah, I'm sure they can find her. That wasn't the problem. The problem is that that was the cheesiest thing in the entire thing. Anvils falling, hearts leaping out of the chest. No problem. God's <laughs> alive. Cheesy. <laughs> this is the cheesiest thing in the episode for me, and I used to watch that a lot, so. I, I don't disagree. I really don't disagree with you on that. And I do... <laughs> and again, I may have a, you know, I may have a bias when it comes to the whole Amelia storyline, because I'm not feeling it at this point, and mm-hmm. I'm disappointed because, despite the stigma that supernatural fandom has when it comes to female characters, she's actually the first main female character 
that I'm bored by. Um, I've liked almost every female character we've had, and Bella's probably the only character other than Amelia that I've been kind of shaky about, but mm-hmm. I wasn't bored by her. I just, she used to, like, enrage me, but I wasn't bored by her. I'm bored by mm-hmm. Amelia, and I'm bored by mm-hmm. Sam's flashbacks, except for the fact okay. that Jared's hair is fantastic in that. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't care what happens with Amelia, as long as we can keep having these flashbacks, because Sam's <laughs> hair is absolutely gorgeous. Sam's, Sam's hair and Sam's sweaters can stay. That's fine. <laughs> Why is Sam's hair so much better in the flashbacks than it is in the current time? I know. Something like, who about... doing his hair? Well, remember that's another clue that these these are like the most like a perfect reality that Sam is making because his hair is perfect in it. It is gorgeous because everybody knows that in a perfect world, you all everyone has fantastic hair. Fantastic hair. His hair. The only way it'd be better is if like the like there was like a constant breeze, so it would just sort of you know like flutter. In the, there in the nearly is. No, go watch the flashbacks. There's almost a breeze. It's almost there I know. in every shot. And it has like it has like beautiful sort of golden red highlights. His hair is absolutely. It's perfection. Gorgeous. It's utter perfection. It it's perfect. I love his oh, hair. Yeah. And, and, and that's that reminds me of another thing that just cracked me up is when Dean says they could they could braid Sam's hair and I'm thinking oh, you really I love that line. You really could. I really love that line. Actually, could braid Sam's hair. They could do it. It was that long. <laughs> <laughs> you could French braid it, you know, like around his face. It would be really pretty. Quite possibly. You've, um, you've convinced you've convinced me, Amelia, and all that is completely all imaginary because Sam's hair is perfect. You've convinced me. <laughs> It is. It's so much more beautiful because it's the same person doing the hair on the show. <laughs> well, and that might be that might be something that's on purpose because we know we're mm-hmm. aware that Supernatural they do little little ticks as far as visual mm-hmm. ticks to mm-hmm. show you things like that. You know, we've we we've, we've had them tell us this that might mm-hmm. be an actual indicator. You know, we're joking about it and we're. You know, sitting around just fangirling the perfection that is Sam Winchester's hair, but mm-hmm. it's quite the possibility that that is a visual tick showing us the mm. the really softened edge of this of what Sam's life was at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, the perfect little sweater and the perfect hair and the perfect mm-hmm. house and. And he does dishes, and he says the perfect thing, you know, and he's funny and and sweet, and he calls her babe. And uh, and how quaint that she's a terrible cook. I mean, it's all these little just Mm. cliche, quaint, quirky things that you just, Mm. you hope for. I did get a kick out of the spaghetti and hot dogs because, you know, some people out there might know I'm really obsessed with Big Bang Theory. Oh, the that's our father Sheldon. <laughs> yes, there was like two. Like for me, I was like, "This is such a Sheldon up moment." And I was like, "She cut the hot dogs wrong." Sheldon Cooper would not yeah. approve. Uh, that's I wanted to ask: Is this a Texas thing? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna tell you right now, as a born and bred Texan, I have. No, that's not true. I have, I have done that. <laughs> 
Oh, my bad. It might be. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But in my defense, I don't think I've ever done it before midnight. (laughs) So... Also, I, I wonder if, again, reality and perception, is this dinner something that Dean used to do for Sam when they I thought about that, that too. Or something? I, you know, I thought about that, too. Sam, Sam looks kind of offended by it, so. <laughs> maybe he was when Dean made it, too, you know, or maybe John made it or something. I, I have no idea. Ooh. Speaking of John, it rem- the one I loved Castile's comment that John had beautiful handwriting. I yeah. did too. <laughs> Very interesting. Very interesting. I like that I wonder too. what else. I wonder what else he could tell from just looking through the journal and holding it because he could tell so much by touching the body. I wonder. You know, I wonder. What I, else I would love to know like what Castile can glean from an object. Hmm. Can we, no. yo, writers, if you're listening, can we get an episode like that, please? <laughs> I would love to know what he, if he knows where John is. Ooh. No? You would think you would. That's too hard for my heart. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that would be really, really interesting. And, and you know, you don't even have to see John just to, to bring up those emotions. You know, mm-hmm. and cause that that angst of like them. I wonder, does he know where John is? I, you know, I would imagine that Castiel probably does. And yeah, you would think he would. He would have mentioned it where John and Mary are. Mm. Not necessarily. There's a lot we have to remember. There's a lot that Castiel keeps from Sam and Dean. Mm-hmm both on purpose and also mm-hmm. because his his idea of what's relevant information is completely different from what's actually relevant information or what we would think or Sam and Dean mm-hmm. would think is relevant information. Mm-hmm. Um, he would probably think highly it's trivial as well. <laughs> yes. You know, so he might just think it's completely trivial information. Like for him, he'd be like, well, you don't have your father. Where he is is not relevant. Mhm. Yeah. Uh, Vinny, Vinny, Rochelle wants you to know that it is not a Texas thing. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, in my defense, in my defense, it might just be a drunk at two a.m. thing. <laughs> I because I promise you, I promise y'all, I have never had that before, like midnight. And usually, <laughs> it's not really spaghetti and like. Spaghetti sauce. It's like spaghetti and like craft singles melted into it with butter and hot dogs. And that's disgusting. <laughs> and again, in my defense, <laughs> there's a lot of whiskey involved before that. <laughs> so <laughs> I was going to be upfront about that. <laughs> that, that that's a, I'm not driving nowhere. <laughs> well, it made me wonder because Big Bang. Theory did it. Sheldon's from Texas, as is Jim Parsons. So I was wondering yeah. if it like well, I don't think, said something yeah. about it. I've <laughs> but, never, oh well. yeah, I've never cut up hot dogs in actual like spaghetti and spaghetti sauce. But I've made disgusting concoctions, including <laughs> pasta and hot dogs. But um, <laughs> not oh not as a not for comfort. <laughs> it was um, not tradition or comfort. 
I have to say the one thing that disappointed me in this ep- about this episode, and it was that Mike Farrell was not playing older Sam. Ever since <laughs> I remember you were hoping for that. Yeah. Ever since we found out Mike Farrell was going to be on the show, I was like, oh, you know, Chad Everett was a great older Dean. Mike Farrell would be a great older Sam. You know, he's tall. He's got that hair. Uh-huh. You know, it's like, well, oh, he doesn't have the hair anymore. Well, he's still got, you know, he's an old guy. He's still got so he's still got some good hair to be old, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, but way to give Jared a complex. <laughs> well, you know, as long as as long as Jared stays in that imaginary world that Sam's in, he will always have perfect hair. So he he doesn't have to worry. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think Mike Farrell would have made a great older Sam. Um going back to Amelia and the flashbacks and uh, Sam, I, I, you know, I, I haven't minded them as a couple. To me, they're sort of just like they said, they're messed up, and they kind of found each other so they could sort of be messed up together and kind of focused on the other person being messed up to take their minds off their own troubles or whatever. But the point was, until I, I saw them kiss in this episode, I didn't get any kind of heat from that kiss. And I know it wasn't meant to be a, a moment of passion. It was just a nice, like, kiss. But I still didn't get any any kind of feeling from it. I didn't get any, um, like, feeling or heat from them, but I did get a nice sense of domesticity and comfort. Like, when he, I, I don't know why, but I really liked the moment where he calls her baby. Mm-hmm. Because it yeah, was just... I like just, that, too. It was just super, a kiss. It's like I super I didn't familiar. Mind mm-hmm. It's like yeah, it was it's very familiar and very comfortable and very concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, it's that same thing again. You do in a relationship where it's it's you kind of do that the way he the way Jared read the line. It's the mm-hmm. same way you do it in real life, where you need somebody to focus on the fact that you're the one talking to them, that you as your their primary. Significant, you know, as a significant other, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. focus on me. Focus on my concern for you. Tell me what you need. Mm-hmm. And the line was a very simple line, but it was read really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very funny when the dad said, "Who's this handsome fellow?" And it was the dog. <laughs> <laughs> the dog. <laughs> I was actually very happy to see that it was the dog because yeah, because that would have been awkward. (laughs) If my dad had had ever said something like that, you know, around my then boyfriend, I would have been like, okay, this is just weird. (laughs) I did. I don't want to say I liked because I didn't actually like it because I'm not a big fan of passive aggression. It's actually. Something I really dislike is when people are passive aggressive. But I thought the lines were written well. So, but I the way that Amelia's father is passive aggressive to Sam, the lines were written well. The lines were delivered well. You know when he says, mm-hmm. you know, lawn needs a mow. You know, it's very obvious. Like, yeah. you know, that's great, Sam, but you're not taking care of the house. And mm-hmm. I, the you know, because he looks like a real fixer upper. You know, they were really good jabs. But the fact that her father was so passive aggressive, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Like, either 
be aggressive or shut up. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a dad thing, you know. Well, and like... my father isn't passive aggressive. My father is aggressive. He will just tell you like you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Or you pass. Like you pass muster. You're we'll see how you continue on. Mhm. And so especially for for a father to be passive aggressive like that, uh, just passive aggression is such a cop out to me. <laughs> Apologies to any passive aggressive people that are listening. <laughs> I will aggressively tell you that I don't like passive aggression. They'll, they'll just say some passive aggressive comment to you. So don't uh, yes, please, please feel free to tweet me any of your passive aggressive comments about, about, my, about my statements. I know it's like you know it's like the opinions of the Winchester Radio podcast are not necessarily the news. <laughs> all all opinions are my own. <laughs> I know. Direct your tweets but, too. <laughs> but and I do mean that mostly in terms of character profiles. Mm-hmm. Um, because especially if you're going to give me a character profile of a man who is obviously protective of his daughter and is a military man. I expect him to be a little more upfront rather mm-hmm. than like like I say, rather than being passive aggressive. Um and then a random thing that just <laughs> and I knew what they were going with with this, but it's just one of those things that you you know, you just get like a weird tick about things. But when Amelia says and don't use the words moist or irregardless <laughs> My my knee jerk was like, well, of course he won't use the word irregardless because it's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I focused on the other word, moist, which is from uh, Dr. Horrible. Yes. <laughs> and I always think of Dead Like Me. On Dead Like Me, um, her mom, George's mom, hated the word moist. It's oh, that's word. right. I forgot about that. It is just one of those weird <laughs> words. Um and I found I I kind of like that they're I shouldn't say I like because I I fifty fifty it but the very stereotypical don't talk politics and don't don't knock the cowboys because yeah. on one hand I I was like God that's so stereotypical but then on the same hand as a cowboy fan from Texas I was like damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things where stereotypes are are born in reality sometimes. There's always a little truth in the legend. Exactly. I can talk bad about Tony Robo, but don't you dare. (laughs) So we knew Sam and Amelia were in Texas, so I guess that shows that, you know, she is from Texas since her dad, Mm -hmm. you know, they think. Yeah, I I assumed... I love Sam's uh, response to to her telling her what to say and what not, or what, him uh, what not to say and all that. Oh, well, there goes my opener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just cracked me up. It was so funny. He was so calm. He was like, "Well, there goes my opener." Very funny. And you know what? Else I like enjoy back. Oh, I was going to say, um, I like seeing Brian Markinson back on the show. Who, you know, he plays Amelia's um, dad. You know, because he's mm-hmm. we, you know, he was in Phantom Traveler. In season one, mm-hmm. right? And so, uh, uh, I and I've liked that actor a lot. I've seen him on a bunch of things, um, so it was really cool seeing him back. And also, um, the uh, I don't remember her character's name, the old lady at the um, mm-hmm. 
at the home who told Cass, kept calling Castiel Charles. Um, she was in bedtime stories. She was the mm-hmm. um, old woman who fed the woman and the man all the food and then hacked up, hacked him up. Um, so I like you know seeing previous actors mm-hmm. back on the show. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. um, I that that whole the whole scene in um, Sunset Fields, the rest home, was a scream with her just leaning on her hands and looking at Cass and calling him Charles. You're so pretty, Charles. <laughs> you know, and you're quite the bounder. You know, <laughs> Dean was loving. Dean was eating that up with a spoon. He just loved it, and Cass was like just going right ahead with what he was doing. That actress is such a cute, she's so cute. She's adorable. And she has this sweetest voice. So hearing her call, calling him Charles and talking about him being pretty, I just love that. And then, you know, know. of course, the cat. I, I think the cat stole the episode. The cat was awesome. Oh, I love the cat, and I love how Cass is going to go interrogate us all interrogate. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I'm not done with I you. Almost, I, almost, I almost broke him. <laughs> I almost broke him. <laughs> Talking animals wig me out, but that was that was well done. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I being a cat person, that's exactly what that cat was thinking, you know, dumbass. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and he Jim really Michael- does hate that mouth. Jim Michaels tweeted that the cat's name is Bob. You can see the tag around him. It says Bob because it's Bob, Sing- it's Bob Singer who does did the voice for the cat. Oh, oh cute. Very cool. And it was a gorgeous cat. Yes. Yeah, it was a really pretty cat. The old marmalade, long-haired. So pretty. And very good cat too. Just laid there and yeah. like here I am. I'm good. <laughs> a lot going on. Spinning <laughs> all around, the kitty. And oh my God, um, with a with a cake that size, and you put a sparkler on top of it. You're just asking for trouble. I mean, come on. Who bakes a cake that big? And who uses sparklers anymore? I mean, come on. What I what I loved about the cake though, I love that when it explodes, you think it's like blood and guts and viscera. But yeah. it turns out it's just red velvet. Yeah. <laughs> I like, what love a, that. That was just a waste I, I of good cake. Like, and I love Cass, a pastry mistress. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, Sheila, no. <laughs> oh, she's fine. It's okay. And here's the other thing. The minute I saw the orderly with his visible tattoo, I was like, oh, he's in on this somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. They didn't bother to they didn't bother to cover up his tattoo. He's clearly one of the bad guys. <laughs> no, I think that's profiling. So <laughs> Well, and was I wrong? Well no. <laughs> I was right. I mean he wasn't like a malicious bad guy. He was more of like an opportunist. But yeah. he still wasn't and, on the up and up. And I I, I liked um the, the little old lady going, Charles. She has my diamonds. Speaking of Castiel's interrogation, um, I did like when he was, yes, I did like when he bad copped. But I also, (laughs) I also liked how the entire scene of finding out that Mrs. Freeling knows about Olivia 
Yes. How Castiel thought it was awkward, and Bean was like, best wife ever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you would. You would find the redeeming qualities for yourself that that marriage could possibly have. You're suddenly going, you know, this marriage thing, I see why people do it. Yeah, this is like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm thinking it. I, I like it. Um, the suburbs. In, in the nursing home, we got, you know, when um, the orderly who ended up stealing and wearing um, the other lady's diamond bracelet, um, when she walked past Dean, Dean checked her out. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't seen Dean, we haven't seen Dean checking out women for a while, you know. No. Mm-hmm. So I like I, seeing I like seeing Dean back to his womanizing again. Yeah, I well, he says when um, he's he's they're in the motel room and he's he and uh, Cass are doing the research. Cass is reading John's journal and and Dean asks about him and he says, you know, I know when I got back uh, topside, it took me weeks to get my sea legs back. So it took him a while to. Are, are you using sea legs as a as a euphemism? Because we haven't really seen him checking out women since um, Amazon. No. You know, Mm-mm. after the Amazon, he said he was done for a while, and well, he was. It's also, you know, he's like, who knows? You know, Dean, he was pretty messed up. He was thinking about all that Bobby guilt and, and whatever, you know. Oh, and speaking of last season, I liked that the guy who um, was stepped off the building and to kill himself, that it was because he had uh, invested in Roman Enterprises last year. Oh, that was a nice a nice tie-in. I lived like that. I like yeah, that callback. And it was a throwaway, too. You know, it's like they didn't make a yeah, point. Yeah. They're all better. Anything. Yeah, no one, no one clung industry. to it or anything. It was a nice tie-in. I liked it. Yeah. And then as I took the poor guy, he was like, yes, God, God wants me to live. Like, no. Yeah, God, <laughs> just <Bye-bye>. <laughs> Going back to, like, what Susan was saying about how, like, your brain doesn't, like, with cartoons, how you're just like, no, why doesn't the Roadrunner ever catch the coyote? Or why doesn't the coyote actually catch the Roadrunner? When Dean puts his hand through the black hole in the wall at the end, mm-hmm. I had this moment of, how do you know that it's not going to close up on your arm, idiot? Yeah. <laughs> I have those reactions to things. So I do kind of see what you meant about those kind of, that you know those cartoon issues. Because I did have that, like, moment of, what if the bricks close up on your arm? Mm-hmm. And that, that, reminds, I, that reminds me back in Angel Season 4 when he um, used um, – uh, I'm not good with words. Okay, when they when they were all um, you know trying to get away from um, Jasmine and her group, and so they find out that there's this other universe with the Bud people and this other dimension. So he uses the blood spell on that little round thing, and he opens up a dimensional portal, and yeah. he just walks in it, you know, like normal, like walking through a door. And I'm like, that's not how you go through an interdimensional portal. You jump through it. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I thought but when when Dean was 
about to, you know, looking at the big black hole, I thought, well, what if you go in and it closes up while you're inside? Like, not yeah. just your arm, but like, if you get in, like, what if you're half, halfway through? Exactly. Although, yeah. I did like also um, when they're when he's in the vault with um, Dr. Mahoney, and all the little holes you can see everywhere where he's been reaching into the, the yes. deposit boxes. That was super cool. I really liked that. Yeah, I like that Dean thought to bring along the spray paint to kind of help this, yes. to use the cartoon powers going on. And, and I did. I love the, the doctor's. I love the doctor's line of "You brought a gun to a gag fight." Oh, that was yes. such a good line. Yes. <laughs> yes, and then you know the whole very typical flying through the air and then freezing and showing. You know, this is. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was very very cool. Very, very well done. I just, again, I feel like I'm harping on it, but the Amelia stuff felt super out of place this episode. Like I said, they can keep having them as long as they want. <laughs> as long as the keeps looking good. <laughs> I, I, I will agree. I will agree that mm-hmm. as long as Sam Winchester continues to wear V-neck sweaters and have the hair of perfection, we can have Amelia flashbacks into season twelve. I don't even care. Well, this the hair is symbolic that this is not a real thing. This is not reality. His hair Although, is too beautiful. Even in the, even in the current timeline, even in the current timeline, season seven hair has probably been my favorite Sam Winchester hair. Oh, for sure, definitely. Definitely, I will. I will put that out there. And, you know, we've always thought that Sam's hair was long. We've always talked about Sam's long hair. But no, now, this is long. After season, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is long. Season, I know. It's like watching the past season. It's like, oh, my God, his hair was short. <laughs> yeah, I was watching, um, when we were when we were watching back episodes, we were in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I, I had that thought of, God, your hair is so short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, and there's it so much so more of it. <laughs> Yes. It's very long yeah, and very might. thick, and uh-huh. we were um, so very yeah. long back then. Yeah, because when we we used to talk about it, Becky and I would be like, "The longer, the better." Rock star hair, you know, just yes. let it go. Super <laughs> jealous of the listened. highlights too. <laughs> Super jealous of the highlights, like uh, unfair. Um. We could use a, we could use a change up in Dean's hair. I wouldn't mind a change up in Dean's hair. I mean, it, it changes a little bit, but nothing significant. Nothing for a long time. Mm. I wouldn't mind. I, that. I know. I. Mm-hmm. Dead in the water. I know what? Back in season one, Dead in the Water. I think it was Dean's most perfect hair. Mhm. That was that was the good hair to have. Yeah. You know, I was I was thinking the other day that, that if this if Sam and Dean Winchester were real and their lives were reality, they would have changed their looks so many times over the past eight years. Like like Dean would have had hair down to his shoulders and Sam would have shaved his head because, you know, when you do stuff like that you've got to look different, you know, you're on the lamb, yeah. on the run from the lost. It happens, you know, you do all sorts of things to change your appearance and I know that I think it's I think I a long time ago it's like a network thing you know it's like you know Sam has the longer hair Dean cuts it short to relate to dad the military thing 
blah, 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 and you sort of, like, get, like, used to your characters. It's like, you know, the trench coat for cast is that's cast. That's what we're used to seeing him. It's, it's become whenever, identified with him, but... Whenever I think about, like, like, the reality is it's Jared's hair, it's Jensen's hair, and or um, even though I don't watch Vampire Diaries, I think about Nina Dobrev's hair. I always think about um, on the extras for this, I think it's a season two Angel DVDs, where Charisma Carpenter talks about, like, how heavy her hair is. And that, you know, it's written into her contract that she couldn't cut her hair. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to have permission from the network to do things like that. And I'm like, that's fascinating mm-hmm. to me because... I mm-hmm. change my hair so much that <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. fathom having, having, you know, Emma, having Emma my Cox hair in my contract. Emma Cox um, must not have had that waiver in her contract. Her well, hair I always wondered like if that was movie. part of the... I always wondered if it was part of her contract that the character was so indecisive about her hair because Anya's hair changed so much. And I always thought about that, if that was actually, like, her contract had a flip of that. Mm. If that was what she was forced to do. There was a very famous haircut, Carrie Russell on Felicity. She had her, she was and so that was a huge thing. Was so identified with all her big, long, curly hair, and then she cut it, and that's pretty much it. Was like a freak out for everybody, and and the show lost like ratings, yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So it it does mean. And something. she cut her hair against. She cut her hair against contract. Yes. Yep. She was right. she was told not to, and she went whatever. Yeah, and that's like a TV thing. Movies, not so much. You know, well, no, that, you know, that's done, and then you know, you move like on. Two hours, and you're done. But yeah, it's and that is just bizarre to me that you can just like nope, can't can't cut your hair, don't color it, don't change it. Well, you do get so many, like, movie actresses, especially, who do a role and then immediately hack off all their hair. Mm-hmm. You know, whether uh, it's just for the change or to disassociate from the character or whatever, but they will quite often do something drastic with their hair, yeah. which worries me. You know, dear Jared Padalecki, when Supernatural's over, don't. <laughs> do not. Do not. <laughs> Uh, just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, by then it will be long enough to do like a really long braid. Keep going for tenth season. Did either of you watch MTV's Ten on Top today with Jensen and Jared on it? Yes. Okay. Well, they made a graphic of Jared without hair. And it was not a good time. No, it was like no, no. Let's not do this in real life. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was not a good time. Yeah, I, and, I'm um, not sure about him with short hair. It's just well, there uh, is um, the old headshot uh, of him in the green T-shirt with the short hair. Mm-hmm. And um, and when he was when he was on Gilmore Girls, he had short hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and conversely, Jensen Jensen with long hair looks young and pretty. And that th- those aren't necessarily bad things, but they're not Dean. <laughs> you know? Misha, when, when Misha had the long hair on 24, it looked really good on him, too. It may just be because I, ha- I like long hair, you know? mm-hmm. but 
I liked um, I liked Jensen's hair when he was Alex on Dark Angel, Mm -hmm. and I liked Misha's hair on Twenty Four. And so it may just be a long Mm -hmm. hair thing. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Jensen having long hair, and like his Dawson's Creek hair. No. Oh, that was not. The CJ hair was not a good time in the in the hair of Jensen. Um. Small bill hair, small bill hair was good. Okay, if you say so. Whose hair? I didn't hear the first part. (laughs) She said small bill hair, and I said okay if you say so. Oh, (laughs) I did like his Alec hair. I love good. His Alec character is my favorite character. Yeah, I think the Alec hair is my favorite, but more than the Dean. Um, How about Eric Brady hair? (laughs) (laughs) I am sorry, Days of Our Lives people out there, but no. (laughs) Um, You know, speaking of tangents, (laughs) we've just been on like a major air tangent here. So, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, hair is important. Because we do like hair. <laughs> we do like hair. Hair, hair is very serious in this fandom. This, pod, this podcast will forever be known as the Hair Podcast. <laughs> True. Yes, and it probably won't be the last one. <laughs> well, between Becky and Def Leppard and me and Guns and Roses, you know, there's a lot of hair. And me being in Texas. <laughs> So, yeah, we got, we got lots of hair going on here. As far as furthering the arc in the episode, I did, um, we did get to see Naomi again. Oh, yeah. I You know what? I am not an Amanda Tapping fan. Sorry. To all I'm not familiar with her at all. I'll be honest. I This is... That's okay. Nice. And uh, my... <laughs> that's just my opinion. She has a, a huge following and a lot of fans because of Stargate. She played a fairly integral carrier, uh, character, excuse me, character on Stargate. Um, again, again, we will revisit our, pre- our previous disclaimer. Susan's standings on Amanda yes. Tappings do not reflect this is the overall standing of WinchesterBros.com. Yes, because the Winchester Radio Podcast, because, and, and I think um, uh, at, at least uh, at least uh, one followers out there just started screaming and running around. You can tell from, from her handle, Sam Jack, hey. that I was hey. a Sam Jack hater. Hater, hater, hater. I'm so sorry. I, I love you, Kay, but, not, but no. No, 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 no. Anyway, ouch, it's just my opinion. Um, anyway, but I I was going to say that I actually like her as Naomi. I think she's doing a really good job. She's just right, that sort of very calm and cool and distant and kind of character. It's like I, I do I do like her as that. I do. And and actually, for in, mostly on Stargate, it was not her fault. It was the writers and that kind of thing. You're just stuck playing sometimes, but you can do. But uh, um, uh, and I've always, I never ever really... heard nice things about her at, like, conventions and things. So, yeah, it's just, it's really the character and, and the writings. I was so not a fan of her, of I never, Stargate. And I never... not that big on Sanctuary, either, I, I have to say, but I am liking her as Naomi. I never watched Stargate, 
so mm-hmm. I'm nothing about her there. And but I did watch a few episodes of Sanctuary, and I did like her on Sanctuary. Mhm. Yeah, I saw a few, and it wasn't wasn't so bad, but it was it was again, you know, you didn't watch Star. It was just there's just a whole lot going on there, and it was hard to kind of get over it. Frankly, I really needed some distance. And again, that's just my opinion, and not the opinion of Winchester Radio. <laughs> so yes, direct all tweets to me if you want to have a Stargate conversation. Yeah, but, I'm uh, pretty sure this is my absolute first introduction to her. Um, mm-hmm. I can't think of having seen her in anything else. Before I forget, real quick, I have to mention that probably my very favorite thing about this episode was their aliases. Crosby, Stills, oh, and Nash. Yes, I was gonna I was gonna mention that. I keep forgetting about that. I loved that. And they, they never said them all at the same time, you know, it was all in No, just when he episodes. calls Castiel yeah, when he calls Castiel Agent Stills, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, I love that they that was great. <laughs> Yeah, I yes, just, I, just I immediately thought of, ooh, they could do a bunch of these. This should be fun. I, I was thinking, okay, who, you know, maybe if Garth was on, he could be young for Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was very cool. That was a good one. I did. I I enjoyed that. Yes, that was just great. Just great. And again, it's like you don't hear it all at once, and it's very subtle. But if you're listening and Paying attention, you just—that was a really big charge, big kick. Um, back to back to Naomi. Um, She—I—it's I, a question, really. It's like she tells Cass that he's not—he's not getting back in heaven unless he. I don't think I'm quoting it right. Something to do with ring, unless she rings the bell. And it's just dawned on me. Is that a reference to when every, you know every time the bell rings, an angel gets his wings? <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. I just took it as literally a direct, like, unless she says so kind of thing. But yeah, that would be well, a, an interesting reference. That's what I thought at at first when I first watched. It. I said, "Oh well, obviously she's the one calling the shots, and he can't come back in unless she." Let's let's him and so even if he tried to get into heaven like Dean was saying, why didn't you go back? He couldn't get in. That Naomi would just detour him right to her office if he even tried. But yeah, I, just like, I, 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 like ring the bell. That's it, Clarence. You know, it, and then of course Meg always called him Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I, I thought that was, and I I I like the the time with that where you know you have Dean telling Castiel. I can never just say Cass. Cass yelled. Um, <laughs> I try so hard to say, like, Cass normally, and I, it just, oh, I can't. Sorry. Um, you have him telling Cass to, you know, just go go check it out. Go back. Go check it out. And Cass mm-hmm. says, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. Like, I'm a, you know, it'll make me suicidal, whatever. And then we find out that he can't. Even if he tried, mm. Naomi's like, yeah, no, denied. Yeah, I wonder if she's putting something like he, like he's so adamant when he tells Dean, "No, I can't." I wonder if she's like put a subliminal thing in his head that he just 
that he says that. Maybe he would have considered it, but I don't know. I don't think so because he's so sad when he tells Dean. You know, he says, I, he says, I, you know, I killed thousands of my brothers, and yeah. I'm afraid if I'm I true. go back I'm... and see what I've done, it'll kill me. Yeah, and I'll kill myself. So, yeah. Now, I truly feel and believe Castiel's remorse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't doubt it at all. I really, mm-hmm. really don't. And it was very sad. It was very affecting to hear him talk like that, and it affected Dean, who just who didn't have any words, you know. But I think he surely understands where Cass coming him. from. I, I, I love the scene where he came back and he's just sitting with. You know, with Mike Farrell's character there, and they're just listening to Oh the Joy. The Joy, I just mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Beautiful. that was lovely. I have a question yeah. for the two of you because it's not something that I really, really paid attention to. Um, aside from in the earlier seasons when we always had Dean open the beer bottles with his ring, which I was always mm-hmm. like, completely obsessed with. Mm-hmm. Um, Prior to the beginning of this episode, do you guys remember any moments where Dean opened beer bottles with his pocket knife? No. <laughs> no. That's been bugging me. That's been bugging me. Because I don't either. Um, and even when, throughout the episode, I didn't catch it when he does it in the beginning. So when Amelia's dad does it later on, I was like, what are you talking about? And I kept looking at his mm. head. Like, I went, because I wasn't really paying attention to that specific detail, and I rewound it. I was like, okay, he didn't open the beer bottle with a ring. What does he have in his hands? And I saw that he reached in his back pocket and got a pocket knife. I was like, I, that's not familiar to me at all. When I didn't I did even my see that like, I thought they, uh, Sam meant that he did it with a ring. And that's what I thought. I immediately Yeah, I immediately rewound it because I assumed it was a ring, and I was like, oh, neat. Immediately rewound it. No, he reaches for the pocket knife in his back pocket. And I was mm-hmm. like, What? And it wasn't until, you know, right after that when I went to watch it again to do my recap that I saw Dean do it as he's coming out of the gas and sip and he opens those two bottles of, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. beer. And I was yeah. like, well, I've never seen you do that before. Yeah. And I think it that was, again, one of those ring, things where... The ring is long gone, so... Yeah, yeah. that would have been. I think but that was another thing that put it in my head about, you know, how real is this? Mm-hmm. Also, it was interesting that when the father, Don, not Don, sorry, the father makes the comment about the car and having good taste, and he said, it was my dad's. <laughs> and yes, I know it was his dad's, but that, that's been Dean's car for so long and related I, so to Dean. It was odd that he said it was my dad's. I took that father. as an unwillingness at that point to discuss his deceased brother kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, just, yes, that's Amelia's father, but, you know, who are you to Sam at this point? And mm-hmm. Sam's not really willing to discuss that. Mm-hmm. And I I would have maybe liked the line to have read more like, yeah, it's a family car. Yeah. Also, they were talking about, I think maybe maybe Sam was trying again to relate to him being in the military. Dad was in the military. You know, he was a mm-hmm. Marine and, and all that. So maybe maybe that's why it was... I did, and again, hopefully, you know, we're getting into how valid the memory is, but I liked that Amelia's father um, could tell that Sam had been through some shit in his life. Mm -hmm. 
that yeah. you're like, you know, are you, you know, Amelia says you haven't served, but you have that look. You mm-hmm. have that you've gone to war look. Because Sam's gone to war, his own wars. And so oh, yeah. I like that he could see that. Again, I don't know, we don't know how how accurate that memory is at this point. But if it is accurate, I like that he was um that he was able to notice that. And it makes me wonder or how well all, Amelia's noticed that. Or it's all in his imagination and none of that actually happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, how accurate that memory is. <laughs> um Right out of my mind. Because there are parts oh, I of know. it that... <laughs> I oh, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that, um, I mean, I loved seeing the talk between Dean and Cass um, about Cass having killed all his brothers and, and, you know, for all the... what he thought were the right reasons but turned out to be wrong. I would sometimes like to see a conversation between Sam and Cass about that because they've, it's been... They've had more similar things like that, you know, with Sam and Damien. But I'd love to see them because they can certainly relate to each other on that that level. I agree. I think Sam and Castiel could definitely commiserate on a level that Dean doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really have. Mm-hmm. And I would I would like to see a scene like that. And I I. I actually possibly might be in the minority of this, but I also I enjoy Castiel and Dean's friendship, but I also enjoy the snippets we get of Castiel and Sam's friendship. Mm-hmm. And I yes. like the way that Sam, in the beginning, when um, Castiel wants to sit in the front, and Sam pushes him out of the way when he says no, it was very brotherly. Yeah. And I like yeah. him. I, I kind of wonder how much of that was Sam and how much of that was Jared, but um, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I enjoyed I, you know it because it I, was I very brotherly. Because I thought he was going to go right on the ground. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I wondered how much of it was, you know, how much of it was Sam and how much of it was Jared, because it was very, uh, it was very contact. <laughs> there was a lot of contact in that. And, um, you know, yeah. we know that they goof around a lot, so... Well, I you know. at the Chicago convention there was a couple of different stories. Um, um, Misha was talking about um, we were in all in Jared's hotel room, and I want to say it was on the Australian, which which is funny right there if you just stop the conversation right there. But it kept going, and they were he said they were you know wrestling, and there was like you know somebody ended up with cracked ribs, somebody you know else did the arm went you know and and whatever, so that was the whole thing, and then the next day somebody asked for Jensen and Jared's side of that and and uh, <laughs> Jensen called it fight training <laughs> you know he says, but with Misha as the victim, he said, so I have this feeling that poor Misha kind of gets stuck in the middle on those things, and he said he was they were wrestling, fight training, whatever you want to call it. And he did Misha's arm, and he said he just heard Misha's arm go pop, pop, you know. And I'm, and that just reminded me when Jared gave him the shove, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Poor Misha, there he goes yeah. again. I often wonder if, you know, Jared, Jared's, you know, just a big guy. And Jensen's a big guy, but there 
especially big in like actor world. <laughs> Actors are very small people, so yes. like, I'm like, do you guys sometimes forget your own strengths? Because you could really crack anybody who who's you know gone to a con and had a photo op with them and gotten a hug from Jared Padalecki knows that it can hurt sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm often like, you know, when guys get to wrestling and stuff. Mhm. And you know the the frat boy mentality probably kicks in quite often, but um yeah I did wonder how much of that was was Jared and how much of that was Sam, but I did like it you know mm-hmm. whether it was in or out of character, I mm-hmm. liked the way it looked on film because it looked mm-hmm. very little brother. Mhm. Yeah. And well, Jared was saying at the convention again. He says he says everybody he says you know photo should be kind of careful. Hugging me on this side, he said, because I think he he had a cracked rib or was definitely bruised or something from that wrestling. And uh, Jensen had some kind of ding on his head. <laughs> so it's like nobody Good was engaged in that. I know it's a big big bunch of big, big bunch of guys. Well, well, when Cliff was on the podcast here, he told the story of of Jensen and Jared like wrestling. So they were, again, it was like a hotel room. They were probably waiting for something. He said, they got wrestling. He said, I just let them go at it. And he said, it ended up being a tie <laughs> you know, between the two of them. So, yeah, I just, I fear for Misha because he doesn't really seem that tight. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. But I, like, oh my <laughs> And it's very brotherly, you know, very, very brotherly. Killing each other, I guess. Because I yes. love you in brother language. I don't know. <laughs> Nothing says I love you like wrestling you to the ground. Yeah, making your arm go pop <laughs> and cracking a rib. <laughs> Sadly, I don't have brothers, so you know I've never, I've never had that kind of deep love. <laughs> I'm an only I, child, so if that kind of thing happens, I'm, I'm off to the loony bin, you know. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I'm still – I'm one of the things I'm most interested to see in this season, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, I'm really liking how how good this season is, especially being the eighth mm. season. Um, mm-hmm. The momentum is definitely an upswing from the yeah. past two seasons, which I enjoyed the past two seasons. Um, but season eight has really hit an upswing from those two mm-hmm. And I'm interested to see where this is going to go with Castiel um, and where his character is going to go. Because there's not... I, I enjoy the character of Castiel, but there's not a whole lot more they can do with him, and that kind of worries me as someone who doesn't want the character to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do as far as that. I'm intrigued to see how much more of heaven we might see, or where. Um, yeah. I kind of want to know Naomi like, up what to? is Naomi, ex- or what? It, who is Naomi? Like, who is she in the hierarchy? Yeah, in the hierarchy, <laughs> who is she? Hmm. Um, is she like? Is she like? Um, like black ops, you know? <laughs> yeah, like I want to know, like. What is her equivalent? Like we, we know every every angel we've met. We we know their equivalent, whether it's their literal 
biblical name or who they represent. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, like, what her equivalent is because, you know, there is no angel Naomi in the Bible. Uh, she's just not there. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see, like, what her, who she is and why she is and mm-hmm. what the plan for watching the Winchesters is. Why? Um that's probably that's probably like my biggest like what I really want to get my teeth sunk into for this season. Yeah, it's like hmm. the the word of God thing and the Amelia those are they're, they're secondary to me. Guys, I, I hate I, to run, but um my husband and my kids just got home from the ball game, so I got a house full of people now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we're well, gonna, we're gonna head out to my birthday dinner anyway. So, well, happy hey, birthday! Y- y'all, y'all keep talking. Y'all are having good discussions. Well, no, I'm just <laughs> waiting for you guys because, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go. Um, since my birthday's tomorrow, it's on a Sunday, which is a stupid day. Plus, I want to watch football all day tomorrow. <laughs> we're going out tonight. Well, that's good. Well, have a wonderful time and happy happy birthday to you. Thank you. Have a have a good birthday dinner. Spaghetti and hot dogs. Oh, there you gee. go. It's only it's only. <laughs> it's a Texas um, thing. The other <sighs> thing, well, it's a great episode. The ratings, I think, were pretty good. They're not quite as high as they had been. Maybe a tick lower, yeah, but just a bit. Not final yet. And but it's um, that time of year where people go do other things. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. We're getting to that point. It's the holidays. I know I was out running around Christmas shopping. Um, the only other thing I can think of to say is vote, vote, vote. Those People's Choice Awards aren't going to win themselves. <laughs> out there, vote, vote, vote all the time. That's right. So we've got Best Sci-Fi Show, Fan Base, Dramatic Actor for Jared and Jensen. And don't forget, guys, if you're watching Arrow, you can vote for them for Best New Show. Yes. Well deserved. I like Arrow as well. Arrow's been a lot of fun. We're really, really enjoying that as a lead-in. Mm-hmm. Seems to be a good pair. Anything else, Becky? Any other news or? Can't think of anything. It's been a slow news week. Yeah. Oh well. Again, holidays, and we have uh, one more new episode this year, this Wednesday. Right, and then we'll break for the for the mid-season hiatus. Exactly. We don't have a date. Yeah, we're coming back January 9th, I believe, I heard. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, okay. so it's real, you know, we're coming back sooner than It's not than a long can. hiatus. Yeah, because yeah. we started the season so late in the fall, we're going to have shorter hiatuses, which is awesome. Less hiatuses yeah. and shorter hiatuses. Got to love it. Yeah. So one more new episode this uh, this year and one more new podcast this year, and um, uh, then we'll be back in January. But don't forget, one more. One more new one, so don't don't leave us just yet. Um, again, we will blog talk talk to radio. Next com, Saturday. Media Boulevard, WinchesterBros.com, uh, Winchester Bros on Facebook and Twitter. Get all the information you need. Keep up, download us on iTunes. Absolutely. Thanks for listening so much. Hope you all enjoyed it. And until next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Yep. Thank you.